Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. On uh, from what I started last week, and uh, I believe I will be finishing it today. We'll see what the Lord has to say about that. Famous last words, right, Brother Ayers? <laughs> oh, goodness. So, uh, last week we started talking about the parable in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. A parable is simply a story. Jesus told a lot of stories. He was the master storyteller. And uh, he made life very interesting And when he was speaking, everyone stopped and listened because his stories were so wonderful. And he was telling them a story, not an actual happening, but a story so they could relate to what he was wanting to teach them. He talked about a master uh, that went on a long journey. And before he went on his journey, he gave his earnings or his money to three of his servants Uh, To the first one, he gave five talents of silver, which was a lot of money. Um, And to the second one, he gave two. And to the third, he gave one talent of silver. He gave to each according to their own ability. Their God-given, naturally assigned abilities. Being a master meant he was probably wealthy. Having this much money, there wasn't banks around. What was he going to do with all this money that he had? Was he going to leave it in his tent or wherever he lived? Maybe he lived in some place really nice. Could have been one of those tents that we slept in in the Sahara Desert. Is that where we were at? The what desert? Whatever desert it was. We're in the country of Jordan, but we slept in a tent under the stars. But when you walked in, you would have never known you were in a tent because there's a king size bed. And then you open this flap of the tent and there was a bathroom with a shower. I mean, we roughed it in the tent and it was air conditioned, (laughs) which was a good thing because it was about 140 degrees out there. Anyway. I imagine this man was very wealthy. Um, He was probably a wise businessman. He expected for his servants to continue in his footsteps and to gain some interest and multiply his money while he was gone. If he would have just been staying home, his money would have been multiplying. He would have been doing something to make money. Somehow he got that much money. So the first two took their talents and they were faithful with it and their money doubled. But the third one was afraid of the master and he went and buried his money. When the master came back after a long journey, he was very pleased with the faithfulness of the first two. 
congratulating them, saying, good, good job, well done. You've been faithful. He didn't say, you did it perfect, exactly the same way I would have done it. You didn't miss a mark. He just said, you were faithful. But he was very unhappy with the third and he cast him into everlasting punishment. So we talked last week about the giftings that the Lord has given to each one of us in the body of Christ. And how that he has one requirement. One requirement for each of us. You see, he's put us all on the same playing field. He's given us gifts And he says, now, just take what I've given you and be faithful. When we're faithful, it just automatically happens. Our gifts multiply and his kingdom is blessed and it grows. 1 Corinthians 12 talks all about the body of Christ, that we are one body, several different members in the body, And to function properly, we need every member to fulfill his or her own role. Verse 18 of that chapter says, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. You are here in the body of Christ because it pleased the Lord that you are here. And I'm pleased too. It makes me happy. (laughs) I was praying. I can't remember if it was last night or this morning. It all kind of ran together. But anyway, just thanking the Lord for this body of Christ. That you are in my life. I heard a song. Every once in a while, I'll get the spirit of pastor on me. And I'll tell Alexa to play Jason Crabb. And uh, so Jason Crabb starts singing and he starts singing this song that said, God was thinking about me when he made you. And it wasn't a love song. I don't think, I don't know, maybe it was. But I was thinking about how the body of Christ, God was thinking about me when he put you in my life. I was like, wow, you are so good, God. You know exactly what we need. And whether you like it or not, the same is true for you. (laughs) You're stuck with me. So one commentary says about this story, this parable that Jesus told. It says, the talent which each man has suits his own state best. Let me start over. The talent which each man has suits his own state best. And it is only pride and insanity which lead him to desire and envy the graces and talents of another. Five talents would be too much for some men. One talent would be too little. I thought that was very good. In other words, don't be envious. God is the one that passed out these gifts and he knows best. 
let me ask you this. Have you ever thought that if I had all of your giftings, that I just wouldn't even need you? If I could put up a fence like that, man, for one thing, I'd be like, look at me. (laughs) I wouldn't need Brother Luke to do that or Sister Amanda because she does half the work too. (laughs) He holds it up and she says, no, not there. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? If I just, if I had all of your giftings, If I could play the drums, it scares me to think about it. But anyway, put a couple of sticks in my hand and there's no telling what would happen or what would be beat on or whatever. But we need to be thankful for the giftings that God has passed out and not be envious and jealous and all of that. We need one another. We are to be working together in the body of Christ. We need one another. It got Satan kicked out of heaven with his comparison and his self-centeredness and pride. So we don't want any of that, do we? And you know what? Here's the truth that the enemy does not want you to know. You are enough. And what God has given you is enough. So just be faithful. Sure, we're always seeking for more of God and what can I do, God? But I'm telling you, you are enough. And you have enough. So just be faithful. Just like the parable... Jesus went away a long time ago, but he is soon to return. And he is coming after those who have taken what he has given them and they have used it to further his kingdom. Not trying to borrow gifts from someone else, but just being faithful with what he has placed in their hands. And he will say the words that we all long to hear. Well done. Good and faithful, steadfast servant. Enter into the kingdom of heaven. We all know that life is a vapor. We're only here for a short amount of time. So why don't we take the time that we have and make it count? Whatever he has put in our hands to do, let's do it with all of our heart. You may not even realize that because of your faithfulness, God's gifts have multiplied in your hands. But I'm asking the Lord to show you that today. What belonged to him, he has given to us. And we have multiplied it. Because of your faithful walk with God, lives around you have been changed. People have been impacted for the good. 
People are turning to God instead of turning to the world because of you. You've been faithful. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58 says this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. That means increasing, multiplying. In the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I wish you would say that about yourself. My labor is not in vain in the Lord. Would you say that? My labor is not in vain in the Lord. Every phone call that you make to encourage someone, every word that you speak to encourage someone, every word of faith that you speak, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I know sometimes we use our giftings for the Lord and it seems like, oh, this is just, you know, I know I'm on the schedule today. And I'm just going to pick on the drums again. I got to play the drums. What good does that do? Well, it makes us stay on beat and clap our hands and sway just right. <laughs> no, it's a gift from the Lord. And Brother Micah, Brother Timothy, and in the name of Jesus to the next drummer that the Lord has bringing into this church, you're doing it unto the Lord. You're not just doing it because you're on a schedule. You're doing it unto the Lord. It's for the kingdom of God. Let me tell us parents something. The calling of God to be a parent is one of the highest callings that you will ever receive. And one of the most important gifts ever placed in your hands so I'm going to ask you are you now or have you in the past tried to raise your children to love God to love his kingdom if yes then you have multiplied what God has put in your hands you didn't teach them to love the world and the things of the world. You aren't teaching them that the latest fashion is the most important thing or the latest whatever. You're not taking them to the latest concerts and, and to this and that. Sports are not your life. Your life is in the kingdom of God. You're constantly talking to them about God. You're constantly teaching them about the ways of God. I'm going to tell you something. The gift that God has given you is multiplying in your children. God entrusted you with his gift of parenting. And you're being a godly example. And God is taking notice. And now, some of us are doubly blessed that God has given us the gift of grandparenting. 
And just the word makes you smile. I mean, it's really, I'm so glad I got to live this long. <laughs> but now we have a chance for our gift to multiply in the lives of those children as well. If you teach a Bible study, if you've been a Sunday school teacher, any kind of teaching that we do, even in the home, you are faithfully multiplying his gift. And one day, if not already, it will show in his kingdom. If you're mentoring someone, if you are an encourager, if you are an employee that can be counted on, if you love people, if you show kindness and compassion, you're using what God has given you. He's lended us. The, the parable says that these were the possessions of the master. These are God's gifts that he has given out to us. And when you take those things and you use them in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, and you're faithful, they're multiplying. And they are enhancing the kingdom of God. As time goes by, the gifts may change that he puts in our hands. When we've been faithful over a few things, now God can trust us with even more. In that story, in verse 21 of Matthew 25, it says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. I was thinking about this and got to thinking about my husband. Um, while we were at Gateway, even before I knew him, uh, they needed volunteers. And so on Wednesday nights, he taught children's church at the church in St. Louis and did that for a few years. And we have the pictures to prove it, and they're funny. <laughs> and they're cute. And then uh, when we left Gateway, we became youth pastors. So he was a youth pastor, sectional youth director, so he taught youth for years. And then eventually began teaching and preaching to adults. But this is what I see in comparison to this parable. I believe the Lord looked and saw his faithfulness over a few things and gave him more responsibility and gave him the gift of pastoring. Because he had proved himself with the faithful few things first he was faithful with what God had entrusted him you know sometimes people categorize uh, ministries or whatever like well it's just Sunday school no big deal I don't know I can look over my lesson in two minutes and be ready to teach those kids all across the board, we're talking about souls. 
the souls of children, that's the life of the church to come. So when you take whatever the Lord has entrusted you with and you're faithful with it, then he knows he can trust you with even more responsibility later. In the parable, <clears throat> the significance was not put on the gift or even how much each servant was given. It was a level playing field. He said, just do something with your gift. Don't bury it or let it sit and become stagnant. Here's the important thing you need to hear, church. And don't forget it. Thank you for not using your gifts for the world. You're not doing it to gain earthly wealth or popularity. And many of you could do that. Every possession that you have been entrusted with, you're using it to further the kingdom of God. You're not burying it. It's being multiplied weekly and sometimes daily. And as Brother Smith has said so many times, God keeps good records. So it, it doesn't matter if I don't ever see it. God sees it. The prayers that you pray, the intercessory prayers that you pray, you can't tell me they're just buried somewhere. No, you're using that gift of intercessory prayer and it's changing things. It's multiplying the kingdom of God. You're doing what you should be doing. And God is pleased. <clears throat> I could ask you a question about yourself and you'd just probably say no, 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 no. I could ask, are you great at the gift that he has loaned to you? Are you respected because of his gift? Have you received any accolades because of the gift that God has given you? Maybe sometimes. Are you the best there is at his gift? You'd probably say, oh no, no, there's always somebody better than me. But if I said, are you being faithful? with what he's given you. I would answer for you <laughs> if you wouldn't say yes. I think sometimes we're just a little too hard on ourselves. We think because we don't have everything down perfect that it's just not good enough. That's a lie from the enemy. Are you being faithful? Ask yourself. Am I being faithful with what God has given me? He didn't ask for perfection. He asked for faithfulness. I think sometimes we get so busy looking at how well others do their giftings and we compare ourselves, which is not wise. But the Lord looks at it so differently. I, I have quoted it several times, but I think it's beautiful. 
on her deathbed, Sister Freeman said it two or three times. Uh, she was talking to Sister Shretha, and she said, God sees success so differently than we see success. So, in this parable, he's requiring one thing of these servants. Just be faithful. And when we're faithful, that's success in the eyes of the Lord. And when we're faithful, it multiplies. Don't be discouraged because some of his gifts have not yet been placed in your hands. Um, some things come along later. As we're ready, as God's timing is perfect, there may be someone in here that is the author of a book and you just don't know it yet. Maybe there is a song that you will write that the whole world will sing or the whole apostolic world will sing. I don't know. But in his timing, those gifts will come about if we make ourselves available to him. And it will affect and it will multiply in his kingdom. Whatever he's placed within our hands, we do it with all of our might, all of our heart. We're faithful and we will hear him say, well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. In this setting, in the chapters just before this, in chapters 23, 24, 25, Jesus, and this is Matthew's recording, Jesus is giving what I would say some of his farewell speeches. He knows he's getting ready to go. He talks to them and says, now be watchful. Don't be like the scribes and the Pharisees. He talks all about them in 23. And he talks about the parable of the ten virgins. You've got to be ready. These are the signs that you need to look for. He's telling them, I'm going away. Just like the master in this parable. I'm going away. I'm leaving you some gifts. There was a reason that he was telling them this. He was about to be crucified. He was about to die. He was about to leave this earth. And he was trying to prepare them for what is to come. He was trying to help them. So he told them all these things and then he told them this story. And I believe that he's doing the same thing right now. The Lord is speaking to the church. The Spirit is speaking to the church. And we need to perk up and we need to listen. Because if the enemy can keep you where you never think you're good enough. And you never think you're doing enough. And you always think, well, I'm, I should just be doing this. I should be better at this. I should be then you're never going to be living in this peaceful state of mind knowing, okay, I'm just doing the best that I can do and that's what God asked of me. 
It's a totally different state of mind. The Lord never intended for us to live in guilt all the time. Condemnation all the time. It doesn't come from the Lord. That's from the enemy. So if you're constantly feeling condemned and like, I'm never good enough. I'm definitely not like Brother Ayers. I'm definitely not like Sister Janae. I'm definitely not like so-and-so, so-and-so. No, you're not. And thank the Lord, you're you. Your talents, your giftings, they're unique to you and we need you. We need the whole body of Christ. The enemy would love for you to constantly feel like you are not enough. So you know what? You just sit down, you don't do anything. And nothing multiplies in your hands. And the kingdom of God is not affected. But if we believe that the Lord has given us according to our own abilities. And we take that and we just do our best with it. Then it will multiply. And God will say, you were faithful. Well done. You were faithful. Now, it was money in this story that the master gave to his servants. And he expected to return and receive not just the same money back, but some interest as well. Anybody like interest? If you find a good account, let us know. (laughs) But how do we earn interest at a bank? We deposit our money in an interest-bearing account, savings account, which is .000, whatever it is. Uh, Maybe a certificate of deposit, a CD. The bank then uses our money to offer loans to other customers. And the other customers pay interest. They pay interest money on their loan. The longer our money sits in an account, the more interest we gain. Because now we're gaining interest on the interest. It's called multiplication. God deposited gifts into us as if it were his savings account. These gifts are now not only for our benefit, but as we allow our gifts to benefit others in his kingdom. Our gifts begin to bless others. Our gifts begin to multiply. And the longer we allow our gifts to be used and to bless others, the more benefits it brings to our own lives and to the kingdom of God. I want to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. One day... He's going to say, well done. You were faithful with the gift I gave you. And while you were being faithful, it has brought much gain to the kingdom of God. Why do we say these things after someone has passed? We sing the song at funerals. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. I'm saying it to you today. Thank you for giving to the Lord. You have changed my life. 
You have changed my life. You've changed the kingdom of God because I'm in it. Now, I'm going to embarrass her. Some of you don't know Sister Pam back there. (laughs) But she was in the church when I was a kid in my dad's church in Wood River. And uh, I used to sit by her and go through her purse. And I asked her when she came a couple weeks ago, I said, can I sit by you and go through your purse? (laughs) But honestly... Pam, you changed my life. I have told so many people about you. I mean, that's what we're here to do. We enhance one another. You make me a better person just by being around you. That's what the kingdom of God is about. I really do believe today, if we will listen to the spirit and what the Lord is saying to our spiritual ears and our hearts. He's saying we need to multiply. I know Titus was praying that Wednesday night. And as I was praying for Titus this morning, because they're ministering in Highland this morning, um, the Lord just brought that to my mind, everything that he was praying about multiplication. And... The Lord told me that adding is so much different than multiplying. And I called Titus and was talking to him this to him this morning and he said that's exactly what the Lord told me. And uh I don't know, he's going to be preaching here soon. I don't know if he'll say it or not, but anyway, spoiler alert. Um he said adding is you know, very slowly you add two plus two, whatever. But when you multiply, you just lose track. It multiplies so fast. I, I'm telling you, I feel so strongly that the Lord is wanting to speed things up. He is wanting to do a quick work within his body. So as many people as possible can be saved. And, you know, while I'm talking about this lesson, you may be searching your brain and asking what in the world is the gift that he gave me because I can't find it. Um, I'm going to just give you one idea. Um, Trying to think of the author that wrote the five love languages. Anybody that know it, say it. Smalley, Gary Smalley. Okay, thank you. Um, He says everybody has a love language. It might be a physical touch that makes you feel loved when somebody gives you a hug or whatever. Words of affirmation, people just affirming you, you're a great person, thank you for doing this or whatever. Um, Acts of service, receiving gifts, or quality time. You know, chances are that you are using your time and efforts for the kingdom of God in one of these areas to minister to other people. Such... You know, I'll just give you an example of myself. Uh, My love language is acts of service. And I have no idea what my husband wants, but he made the bed yesterday and unloaded the dishwasher and folded the towels. And I I was like, "Uh, excuse me, what is going on? And where is my husband? (laughs) 
Or maybe he's thinking about, that is her love language, and I want her to feel loved. And it did. <laughs> but I have this thing for seeing needs that people have before they even ask for help. And sometimes it's kind of a detriment um, because sometimes you think people want your help, but they don't. <laughs> but anyway, I do believe that it blesses the kingdom of God. It helps. Um, maybe putting your hand on someone in prayer lets them just know that they're cared about. And it makes them grow in God, makes them turn to God. Maybe those affirming, faith-filled words that you give out to others is changing the atmosphere in someone's life and his kingdom is expanding. The time you take out of your personal schedule to help someone else, only heaven knows. It may seem like such a small task, but can I tell you, it's helping the kingdom of God. It's moving people into a closer relationship with the Lord. We are the Jesus that they see. And if I don't have time for you and I don't have time to do anything for you, maybe that's what you're going to think of Jesus. There's something that the Lord has been talking to you about or asking of you that you're just so scared that you're going to do it wrong or scared that it's just not going to please the Lord or people wouldn't understand. Think about all the gifts that those in the Bible possessed. <laughs> throughout the Bible, and it multiplied the kingdom of God. Do you think David sitting on a hillside as a shepherd was thinking, one day I'm going to make a difference in the kingdom of God? I don't know if he was thinking that or not, but he certainly did. And being a shepherd helped him become the best king. There were gardeners, there were rulers, kings and queens, bakers, there are so many loaves of bread listed in the Bible. How can we stay away from it? Trying to go without carbs and you get out your daily Bible reading and it's all about bread. And you're like, that's it. Forget it. I'm going to eat some bread. <laughs> we can blame it on the Bible. The Bible made me do it. I know. It was funny, wasn't it, Mars? There were butlers and cooks. Do you ever cook for other people? There were cooks, there were masons, there were hunters. There were fishermen. There were seamstress, there were governors, soldiers, scribes, craftsmen, metal workers, potters, tent makers, bankers, hosts and hostesses, teachers, musicians, singers, pastors, evangelists, prophets, prophetess, disciples, those who cared for the sick. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. So don't tell me you don't have a gift from the Lord. And don't let the lies that you tell yourself or the lies the enemy's telling you make you bury what God has given you. I think that third servant probably said, I just can't do anything. I can't make a difference. I won't be missed if I'm not participating. 
The little that I can do isn't needed. Not the truth. If you just stay after church and help clean up, you are multiplying the kingdom because it is blessing people. Maybe you can't physically do a lot, but you can help financially in the kingdom of God. You're multiplying the kingdom of God. If you feel the weight of a gift placed upon you, just know that God would never ask anything of you that he has not already equipped you with. I just want to emphasize one more time to the church. I feel like God wants you to hear the words, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for giving of yourself and what he has placed in your hands to the kingdom of God. Every single one of us could be sitting somewhere else today outside of this church. When we have an event or we have whatever it is, anything to do with the church, you could be doing so many other things, yet you choose to come and give of yourself and give of your gifts and give of all of the things God has given you. You choose to give it back to the kingdom of God. And let me tell you something. He's multiplying it. You think that that $10 that you put in the offering doesn't make much of a difference? We got to think differently. It's God's multiplication system. Because one could put a thousand in and that's like $10 to them. But to God, he looks at it so differently. And he takes what we give and he multiplies it. He multiplies it. Sister Debbie, you are giving without measure to your family. And it's multiplying in your grandchildren. They are developing such a hunger for God. And your kids will be back. But you're taking that gift of hospitality and selflessness and you are spending it on your family and it's making an eternal difference. It's not just making a difference right here and right now and I'm thankful for that, but it's making an eternal difference. God sees it so differently. Sister Carol, I don't know how many blankets you made but I think Titus still feels secure because of that blanket. <laughs> it may seem like such a simple thing, but you've used your talents and your giftings that God gave you to bless his kingdom. On and on and on. I want you to see yourself the way God sees it. 
Sister Imogene, you speak faith. And you speak it all the time. But not just here. You speak it to your family. You speak it to your grandchildren and your siblings and your sons. And God is multiplying that in them. If you see it or if you don't, trust me, they know who to call when they need prayer. Because of your words of faith, they don't turn and say, okay, which doctor can I find? They say, let's call mom. Because she'll pray and she'll have her church pray. It's multiplying the kingdom of God. And God today says, thank you, Landmark. You have been faithful. And you're making a difference. If we could just see ourselves the way that he sees us. So now, I want us to thank him for what he's given us. And I know, I know you're all thinking, hmm, what am I doing to bless the kingdom of God? Ask the Lord. He's going to show you. And if he doesn't, or if you don't hear him, ask one of somebody else in the church. They'll tell you. Because we see it in you. We can see it in each other, can't we? <laughs> Real easy to see it in everybody else. It's hard when you look in the mirror. Because we're our own worst critic. But I want us to thank the Lord that he has entrusted us with some gifts. He's entrusted us that we're going to take it. We're not going to bury it. But we're going to do something with it. And it's going to enhance his kingdom. And lives are going to be affected. Lord, we thank you today. For what you have placed within our hands.